This is the 5 a.m. Miracle, episode number 442, Unbalanced Success, Why Doing Everything Well is Not the Goal. Good morning and welcome to the 5 a.m. Miracle. I am Jeff Sanders and this is the podcast dedicated to dominating your day before breakfast. My goal is to help you bounce out of bed with enthusiasm, create powerful lifelong habits, and tackle your grandest goals with extraordinary energy. In the episode this week, I'll break down why pursuing balance is a losing game, how the green pen strategy can amplify your success, and how to make unbalance your new lifestyle of choice. Let's get to it. You know, I have been told countless times throughout my life that I am well-rounded, which sounds like a compliment. It really does, but it backfires, especially if you don't actually know what being well-rounded means in the real world. Success does not usually come from doing a lot of things well. It can. There's definitely a part of my life that fits that mold well. However, most success, the really good stuff, It comes from expertise and focus and honestly, forgetting all about balance, at least in the way that we describe it in modern society today. Balance is a myth, which we're going to get to here in just a minute. But let's go back to this concept first of what it means to be well-rounded. So as a kid in school, I did fairly well in most of my classes. I would get good grades in lots of areas. I could play sports. I could sing in the choir. I was well-rounded because I could generally do most things well. But nothing really stood out as being the A-plus awesome. Jeff Sanders is an excellent expert in this. This is his thing. I mean, if anything, it was my radio voice that I was told that I had as a kid. And now I use that to broadcast today. So specifically speaking, maybe that one skill set stands out over others. However, that wasn't obvious to me growing up. I didn't really know what to do with my well-roundedness. It sounded like a cop-out because all that really meant is I don't know what to do. I don't know which direction to go. Uh, there's a really famous, I don't know it's a proverb or a story or an allegory uh, where someone is, has two plates of food on either side of them. And because they can't make a choice on which plate of food to eat, they starve to death. That's kind of how I feel most of my life with the choices that I have. They all look pretty good. All of them are okay or good or great, but none of them stand out as being my excellent go-to choice. And so there's this conundrum that we have when we think of ourselves as well-rounded or we think of ourselves as we have potential in lots of areas. It's actually a really bad thing, at least cognitively, psychologically, because then nothing's off the table. Everything becomes possible. And when everything is possible, nothing happens. And this is the problem. We need things to happen. We need to make decisions. We have to choose. Real life is about making choices. It's not about saying, I can do anything with my life. It's about saying, because there's lots available, I'm going to analyze what is out there and who I am and find the overlap of where those two meet in the middle in a profitable, healthy, and fun way to live my life. That's the challenge. So we're talking about unbalanced success, 
We're talking about the opposite of being well-rounded. We're talking about making choices that push us in specific directions. That's the intention. So let's get into why doing everything well is actually not the goal we're trying to get to. That's not the pursuit. That's not the intention. So here's why pursuing balance itself is a losing game. First of all, the goal of productivity is not to do lots of stuff. It just isn't. Checking lots of boxes is not the point of being productive. Sounds like it is, but it's not. So doing everything is not the point. Doing everything all at the same time, right? Doing everything at once is also not the point. That's just overwhelm. And doing everything well is not the point. We were not put on this earth to excel at everything. That's an exhausting idea. If you want to burn out really fast, try to do everything in your life like an A-plus student. Try and be an excellent expert at everything all the time and see how far that gets you. The answer is you're going to hate yourself really fast because you're just going to burn out. Your stress will explode because the bar is too high. When we try to do it all, we tend to become workaholics to meet the demands of all these things around us, which then means we become bitter. We're not the people we want to be when we're trying to do too much. And then ultimately, we fail at the things we're trying to do well which then causes us to beat ourselves up, which then means we work even harder and we still fail. And then we raise the bar again and then fail at that because the bar is once again too high. And along this whole process, we are assuming that others are also doing everything better than we are. And so we try to keep up with them and forget our own successes in the process while we strive for goals that don't actually make us happy. We are trying to excel at tasks that don't matter to anyone, especially ourselves. What is this madness? What is this? We are trying to do all the wrong things all the time. The balance idea, the balance concept should be called the balance myth because that's what it is. Striving for balance is a mistake and you know it because you've tried to do it and it hasn't worked. What balance really is, is a striving to excel the things that matter most over time, but not all at the same time. So in effect, it's a juggling act where you're going to juggle a few things at once and the others you set aside for later. So it's a current and very conscious pursuit of a few select goals while not letting the other vital goals drop too far off the map. So yes, we are juggling a few things at once. Yes, there is a balancing act that does take place. However, not everything is available. The balancing act is not how to balance all things all the time. It's how do we focus on a few select things now and then a few different select things later, knowing that over a longer time period, the things that matter are all addressed when they need to be, which does not mean that every single day you're trying to excel in every area. You know, speaking of that, there's a very common phrase that says good, better, best, never let it rest till your good is better and your better is best. I hate that phrase. I don't say hate very often in this podcast, but I absolutely despise that sentiment. And I despise it because it caused my burnout years ago. It caused my panic attacks. It caused me to go to the hospital. That's right. That phrase, not that one by itself, but the idea behind that phrase 
honestly, is what drives most people to overwhelm and to burnout. Because imagine that. Good, better, best, never let it rest. Where's the rest? If there's never any rest, where do you rest? You can't ever get a break. If your good is not better and your better is not best, then where are you going? (gasps) Man, I'm exhausted just talking about this, right? This is something that's just at the core of high achievers, at the core of what we're trying to do with these big goals we're setting. This can't be our life, right? This can't be our reality. We cannot set the bar so freaking high. It's not going to work. It doesn't, and we know it. So then the question becomes, well, what do we do, Jeff? What do we do? How does this work? I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that person who experiences that level of stress or anxiety or burnout. I don't want that in my life. What do I do? I'm glad you asked. I have a few possible uh, choices for you to weed through. Uh, No, none of these are surprising. None of these are things you have not heard before, but that's not the point. This is not about more knowledge. This is about the execution of the knowledge you already have. It's about using the skills you already have to do the things you already know work, but for whatever reason, you have not been doing them in the way that they will help you the most. So that's the challenge. It's always a challenge of execution. It's rarely a challenge of knowledge. So in this world of unbalanced success, in this world of trying to not do it all, In this world of trying to only do the few things that matter, the very first thing to do is to not do things. It's to do less, less all the time. If the question is, hey, do you want to get involved in this? No, I don't. No, thank you. (laughs) Automatic, just nope. In certain seasons of our life, that's the default. No becomes the default answer. It's I don't even want to hear the question because I've got my few things I care about and anything else that would come onto my schedule, my calendar, my task list, just no. Because I've got boundaries. I've got rules. I've got guardrails in place because I know that that's what's going to keep me the most fulfilled and happy and successful and productive. Those things will work if doing less is the focus. And then while you're doing less, you have the chance to pivot You have the chance to actually be available for others in a a happy way. Uh, You know, my wife and I had this conversation recently where we talked about this exact example where there was a time in my life where I had a day job and the job itself was fairly easy. I had quite a bit of free time. And so if someone came by my office and said, hey, Jeff, I have a question for you. Oh, great. I'll stop what I'm doing and we'll have a quick chat. No problem. I can easily stop what I'm doing to talk to you because honestly, the work I'm doing, I don't care about and it's easy to do anyway. So whatever. It's fine in those scenarios to be happily available for others because your plate is not too full. In fact, you have open space available for others to actually answer questions, to be helpful, to go out of your way because it's not actually out of your way. You've made space for it. Doing less actually makes you more helpful. It's this bizarre scenario where we think that we have to fill our time all the time, but it's just not true. And in fact, when we do less, we actually can provide more value. And that counterintuitive example is one that can play out in the real world for you. I've been there myself, not there as often as I should be, but I've been there and it does work.
What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with my sponsor, Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Fast forward to the end of 2024 and think about your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should check out my sponsor, Babbel. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, and studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions, without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, along those same lines, the second thing you can try here is a strategy that I described in my last book, The Free Time Formula, and the strategy is called the Green Pen Strategy. And so where it comes from is the classic example of you're in school and you have an English teacher, let's say as an example, who you turned in an essay to, and that teacher sent that essay back to you covered in red pen, and they just tore it up looking for all those mistakes that you made. And then you take that now red essay and you have to remove those mistakes and then what's left over becomes your final product. Well, the green pen strategy does the exact opposite. It takes that same essay, that same project, that same list of goals and asks the question, what is working really well here? What is excelling? What is awesome here? And how do we circle that in green and then amplify that and forget the rest? That's the process. We take our whole life, our projects, our goals, whatever it is you want to analyze, and just ask that question, what is working really well here, and how do we do more of that? And frankly, that's why that I podcast now, and I don't write blog posts anymore, because the podcast was me amplifying my success and letting go of the things that were not working as well. 
Now, I still like to write articles, and I do so on occasion, but the podcasting in this example is the better choice. So you have this option in lots of areas of life. I mean, let's go back to my example from two weeks ago of running the trails. I chose to run the trails at 5 a.m. because that's me amplifying what works best for me, and the rest I ignore. I don't swim. I don't ride a bike. I don't do any of those other activities because that's not the best version of me. And so once you know what's working well and you do more of that, you get so much more value from the time you've spent. And so you're not as balanced. Like I'm not trying to be an athlete who does all the activities. I'm not a sprinter and a marathoner and a pole vaulter. I'm not trying to do it all. That's not the goal. So if you keep thinking, well, I, I can do those things though. Jeff, I'm a great pole vaulter. Great. Then just pole vault. That's your thing. Do it and do really well at it, but don't try to do it all. Please don't try to do it all. (laughs) Okay. The third item here on the list for what to do instead of trying to do it all is to do one thing at a time. Now, this is something that I have taught for years in this podcast, and actually it really relates directly to my equilibrium zero philosophy, because that philosophy says I'm going to get to zero in all these areas of my life, your inbox, your home base, your office, the intention behind that or the really the underlining principle is you're going to finish something before you do something else. You take whatever is current and you end it properly. And then and only then do you move on to the next thing. When that becomes your philosophy, you will do less. When you are finishing the things you're working on before new things come in, there's no overlap. Overwhelm comes from overlap. When you are trying to do too many things at the same time and the overlapping nature of all these tasks and projects and events and meetings and obligations, when they're all stacking up at the same time, that's where overwhelm comes from. But if these things are spaced out and they have space between them, there's margin between the activities, well, then all of a sudden you're only really doing one thing at a time and the overlap doesn't take place Therefore, the overwhelm doesn't either. This is a big concept for a lot of people. Doing one thing at a time is hard. It really is difficult to say no to all the possibilities you could say yes to. When you can't dig deep because you're only doing one thing, you get more value from that thing. You'll also improve your speed, your creativity. You will get more from your life when you do less. This is the mantra. Less is more. That's the thing. Just keep saying it because it works. Now, the fourth concept to consider here when we're trying to get more of an unbalanced, successful life is to review what is working. I do a weekly review of my entire life, calendar, goals, projects. It takes about an hour and a half a week. Uh, it's a really important part of my overall flow. But one of the things that I'm looking at during this review period is those same questions of overlap and overwhelm. Does my calendar make sense? Am I trying to do too much? How can I scale things back? Or how can I ramp up one specific focus next week? How can I clear my calendar? And then when I fill it back up, I fill it back up on purpose, doing just the few things that mean the most to me. When that becomes what my calendar reflects, right? it reflects my priorities and my principles. It reflects the person I want to be well, then I'm much more likely to live that life out. You're not going to execute on a plan that doesn't exist. You're not going to become your ideal self if that ideal self is not mapped out 
on paper so you can see it and then even attempt to pursue it, that's where it comes from. Your life will not get better on accidents. It will be intentional and purposeful. So make that plan. Review your life, review what's happening, and then pursue it on purpose. That's where the value comes from. So as a final thought here on this question of how to make unbalance your lifestyle of choice, the core of all of this is you pick a few things to do well over time and definitely not all at the same time. When that becomes your mantra, that becomes your life, living an unbalanced life actually then feels like balance. This is the irony of the whole thing. You will actually achieve balance by intentionally trying to avoid it. That's the paradox we live in. And it's possible. And so pursue that. Pursue doing less. Pursue being unbalanced. Pursue doing one big thing at a time while ignoring the rest and see how that makes you feel more at peace. How you can feel that stress just melting away and the joy beginning to bounce out of you literally at 5 a.m. if that's what it takes. That's possible. That's a life that I have built for myself for years. No, not every day. No, I'm not this kind of ideal version to shoot for. My life is not something for you to mimic. But the principles I'm talking about work. I have lived them out in a variety of seasons of my life, and there's a lot there to pull from that I myself am trying to teach myself how to get back to the things that I know work. And that's the whole point. Once again, it's not more knowledge. It's just execution of the things you already know. Do those and do them again and again and again. And for the action step this week, you know it, just go pick something and ignore everything else. If you want it, go get it. The rest can wait. Real success is a game of focus, or really a game of blocking distraction in the pursuit of focus. So make that your mission, and you will be amazed at the results. JeffSanders.com slash 442 is the place to go for the episode notes. And of course, subscribe to this podcast, jeffsanders.com slash subscribe. has some great apps to choose from. And that's all I've got for you here on the 5 a.m. Miracle Podcast this week. Until next time, you have the power to change your life. And the fun begins bright and early. Hey, it's Jeff Sanders, and I'm here to tell you about Greg McEwen and his amazing show, The Greg McEwen Podcast, part of the Yap Media Network. Want to achieve more by doing less? All while avoiding burnout? You can design a life that really matters with Greg McEwen, author of New York Times bestsellers, Effortless and Essentialism. His mission is to help you advocate and negotiate your way to remarkable results. Every Tuesday, Greg discusses one key topic he finds interesting and valuable through the lens of the essentialist. Every Thursday, he invites thought leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and people like you for inspired weekly conversations focused on learning how to do what matters first and do less but better. His content will stir your thoughts and spark inspiration and action. And his British accents, well, that's just the cherry on top. Subscribe to the Greg McEwen podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.